Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey everyone, the run into the most exciting season in the history of football is underway. The mighty Reds are in the hunt for four trophies and we have got that covered from all angles, whether it's pre-game. There are big similarities between United and Liverpool because of the history and the success and the demand to be the best. Post-game, when Liverpool got better in the second half, it came because we unleashed Andy Roberts. A plus Yes, excellent work in the XG goal timeline graph. Documentaries. So why not take a trip back in time with me now as we look at the story of the crew. Features. And interviews. Yeah, I played against him in, in, I think it was just after lockdown, we played Blackburn and played Liverpool Anfield. There has never been a better time to join Redmen Plus and get yourself more Redmen content, more cultural features, closer access to the city of Liverpool, the club and the vibes on the streets of Liverpool as we head towards an unprecedented end to the 2022 season. What a ride it has been. Come and join us over on RedmenPlus.com. It is a streaming service built specifically for Liverpool fans and we want you over there whether you like video content or podcast content we have got you covered in your native podcasting app there are two tiers available Club Captain gets you access to all of the content but if you want more if you want to get closer to the Redmen TV team then you can join as a club legend get access to our Discord group and don't forget there's also a whole bunch of extra perks including free merchandise oh yes and live show tickets as well. Redmen Plus, the best independent Liverpool media streaming service on the planet today. Get involved. Head to redmenplus.com. Hello, everyone. It is the build-up show. Liverpool's season continues. It rolls on inexorably like a juggernaut. Unstoppable. Don't get in its way. Uh, unfortunately, that job falls to Eddie Howe's Newcastle this weekend, albeit it's at James's Park. Um, and the early kickoff, which Jürgen has, uh, has far from extolled the virtues of, let's say, in the last couple of weeks. Um, I am joined in the studio by John Reid and by Steve Plunkett for this one. And if you're live here on YouTube, uh, then make sure you get involved with us. You can use the live show chat, or if you're a club legend, you can use the Discord as well. Um, Steve, yeah, early kickoff. Lovely, big big challenge. Jurgen Klopp hates them, mm. like physically hates them. Therefore, hates BT Sport. Um, 
I don't mind them in in the context of where we're at and that context yeah. being Liverpool get to play first and they get to if you get the business done and you get to put your feet up over the weekend of course but the turnaround from Wednesday to there yeah for for all kinds of sports science reasons and travel he's not a big fan so it will add an extra challenge to what we're doing yeah of course it will as you say he's been very vocal about that and doesn't like it but he's got squad. He's got rotation available to him. We've seen him make changes. I don't think we'll, we'll get onto it. Don't think we'll see wholesale changes, but there will be a couple. Um, and it, you're right. The context of it all, we go and put ourselves hopefully in the box seat, top of the league, over to you, Manchester City, with a tough game away at Leeds. And Jesse Marsh has already come out and said they're going to have a go. Why not? If they lose, they lose, but they'll learn something. Um, and then they go to Madrid. So, so we know Guardiola is a, a, a panicker. He'll already be doing it. We can add to that by getting a good result against Newcastle on Saturday. Newcastle United then under Eddie Howe have gone from um, relegation form currently, and I was astounded by this, ninth in the Premier League, um, 43 points. They got through the thresholds, the old 40-point threshold, which I'm not sure will be the threshold this season. Um, yeah, they are uh, sixth in the form table at the moment as well. John, you know, the four straight wins leading into this game. I think it's fair to say that the um, Newcastle sports washing is off to a flying start. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's 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 gone particularly well for them. You know, the the, the how experiments, whatever you want to call it, has worked wonders. And um, it, I think actually they've quietly, even though they've had sort of the whole drama around, obviously the money and stuff, uh, they've actually gone about it in quite a sort of solid way. You know, um, they haven't really done like sort of what City did and just gone out to sign big names. They've um, you know, they've, they've sort of bought well, bought for what they've got, you know, bought for the uh, the system that they want to play and stuff and to get the best out of people like Wilson and stuff. And, uh, you know, even just the areas that where they sort of needed to improve on, you know, obviously the, the, the big one being Gumierrez, you know, they've brought in, he's, he's been really, really good and sort of rejuvenated them in the middle of the park. But, um, you know, you, I mean, you've got to be happy for them, I, I suppose, on one level, you know, there's, there's the whole side to it in terms of what's happened with the money and stuff. But, uh, you know, on the, on the other side as well, there's also a lot of fans who've, You've been through whatever it was 10 15 years and Mike Ashley and yes. one club city so you know yeah yeah no absolutely and, I, and I'm, I'm part joking in so much as I, I love the Geordies I've, I've, I have northeastern blood so I'm, 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 I'm a, an affinity with the people of the northeast but I don't have for other areas of the country Newcastle fans are brilliant the fact that they've got a weird rivalry with Everton I'm here for um I I, I don't I don't begrudge them anything you know they're, they're, they're fans um but it is but also I, I I enjoyed the tweet the other week where it was a Newcastle Jero saying look you know all this stuff about sports washing let's not let it not detract from the fact that Newcastle have got a nice healthy thing going on the pitch they're playing well they've signed up players all the things that kind of said there it's like no no that's sport washing the fact that you want to talk about we want to talk about all these things um, but look Steve, that will come you know that will be a, a more prevalent conversation in, in years to come right now it is what it is Newcastle are uh, you know they're a decent time going to St James's Park they have rejuvenated what they're doing they're going to be bang up for this Liverpool's mission here because it's that time of the year. They're safe now. They're done. Yeah. They're not far away from being able to say, okay, you know, that's our that's our season. That's our that we're done. We've we've achieved our goals here. Let's start to look towards next season. Our mission is to send Newcastle United and their fans to the beach. Hundred percent. And they are safe. And that will be in their mind. They're not they're not gonna get sucked in now. They're they're safe. So that, you know, where from where they are in the league. And there will be a little bit of that already it's kind of switched off to some degree because they've, they've accomplished what they set out to do 
And then there's players thinking, you know, when it's summer I might not be here because they're going to reinvest again, aren't they? So, so there will be players under pressure. You know, John Joe Shelby is not going to have a, a long-standing career at Newcastle because they'll put somebody in the heart of that midfield, uh, Phillips or somebody like that. They'll be in the mix for him if he comes up as well. Um, so, so there'll be certain players who will will have that mindset already because the season's drawing to an end and they've they've accomplished their primary goal, which was which was safety. So. All, all for all intents and purposes, if we turn up with the quality and we play the way we play, then I, like you, expect us to come away from there with three points. But it is a t- it is a potential banana skin. They do offer something in terms of pace and, and St Maxim particularly. Yes. Um, we will have to be guarded against that, but but all things being equal, we should be too good for them. Just in terms of what they may or may not have available to them, just going on uh, PremierInjuries.com, Ryan Fraser ruled out... Um, Kieran Trippier, 50, 50% chance of playing, as is Callum Wilson, Isaac Hayden ruled out, and Jamal Lewis ruled out as well. Funny that Jamal Lewis think, you know, when you think about how much I absolutely adore Costa Shimikas, and there's a an alternate universe where he's Liverpool's backup left back at, at this point. But um, yeah, that will certainly be a, a, a thing, uh, you know, that, that, will, that will help us. Liverpool are in better health and with a better, deeper squad, of course, John. But I look at what they've done, and to that point, about the, the recent wins. You know, come off the back of a three 0 win against Norwich, you know, to to be expected. Norwich are crap, and we know that. The win against Crystal Palace, I think, is an is an interesting one because they're two teams where Newcastle's first aim, I think, is to is to is to usurp teams like Crystal Palace, who are established Premier League teams. They've got a good manager. They've got a good style of football. They're the ones who they should be aiming to be above and beyond, which the which the which they're doing, of course. Leicester as well, beating Leicester 2-1. There's another one. They'll have eyes on there. They won't be looking at Man City and Liverpool for the next few years, but clubs like that, and again, that that shows a real note of encouragement, similarly with Wolves. But the fact that they got absolutely battered by Tottenham is the one that should be offering us encouragement, albeit it's a, you know, it's a the White Hart Toilet Lane Stadium, whatever it's called. The... Um, I mean, it looks like a toilet. It, it does. It's, it's weird why the architects would choose to do that. I've never, never really kind of understood that, but... That's what Liverpool have got to go and do. You don't want to fall into the trap of being easy pickings, and it's going to be hard for us because we are going to have to rotate. But there will be a big it's in James Park crowd because this is a big opportunity for them to kind of showcase who they are and what they do and their newfound happiness and powers and all that. Um, but Liverpool have got to be continue to be, I think, the ultra professional Liverpool that we've seen the last week or two. Yeah, you know, we, we, you know, we also we can't forget that you know it, it's in our hands in terms of the league and stuff. You know, we just got to do our bit and go out there and keep winning and putting points on the table and hope that City, you know, mess up. So, we, you know, we we've got as much of a tie, you know, as, as much sort of stick in the game as, as anybody else in terms of going in. So, um, it'll be an interesting lineup. I think I, I'm actually I don't know how much the manager will rotate personally. I don't know if he'll stick with it and sort of treat this as a, a one week block from there, Everton to Newcastle. Um, you know, we we're sort of doing this musical chairs thing at the minute, aren't we? We're sort of taking lads off on sixty, certainly in terms of the front three, and then bringing people in. Um, whether you sort of stick with that, and whether there was obviously all the chat around the sort of you know United to Everton performance, how we sort of blew United away from minute one, and then with Everton it was a bit different. So whether we'll look to do the same and maybe get to sixty, you know, haven't scored a few or whatever, but. Um, it should be a good game, and as you say, you know Newcastle at least can sort of be in the position where they can come into the match thinking not necessarily that we can beat Liverpool, that we could, but we can give them a game and play football rather than setting up to sort of uh, you know just put ten men behind the ball. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting approach from them, and whether they, I hope they kind of get sucked into making it a game. You know, and Eddie Howe likes to play footy, doesn't he? And 
it's whether he, it's where, it's what he's trying to prove, I suppose, and how they how they set up. Because I don't think, I, but my point on this is, I don't think the result really matters for Newcastle mm. one way or the other. It'll matter, you know, in terms of pride and happiness, and you know, the, the, you know what they do, how the people enjoy themselves over the weekend and stuff. But Newcastle haven't got this, you know, earmarked, you know, ring circled as like a there's a big three points for us that we absolutely have to go and get. And so I, again, I'm hoping that they kind of get lost in the occasion of it all. Let's go and give Liverpool a game. Let, let our good players have a little run and see what they can do, rather than uh, you know let's keep it tight and let's keep it to a one niller or a, or a nil niller or whatever. Either way, I think if you've come through Everton and we've come through Villarreal, we should be reasonably confident that we've got the now the momentum to kind of break a team down should they choose to do that. But I, I hope. They do make it a bit. I'd rather it be a nice, exciting, game. a bit of a palate cleanser. I yeah. think, even if it's a mad like five-two, five-three a fight, game. fire with fire type setup. So, yeah. so try and match Liverpool player by player, position by position, and be open and expansive because it, that's the way they play. You know, Gumares and and um, St. Maxim and Joe Linton to some degree who sort of reinvented himself as a centre midfielder are forward-thinking players. Not sort of the of the Villarreal. We we have what we hold type scenario, which doesn't work. So so maybe they come in and try and match us. It's a free hit for them. They're not expected to get anything. So I know I said before that, that they've nothing to play for. Can I kind of contradict myself a little bit here? They could take the Leeds uh, mentality and say, why not have a go? And that oh, makes God, teams yeah. dangerous. And, and 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 it does. But I, I, to, to my my hopes on that is, I think we deal with that. Okay, mm. it, it, it's actually not a bad situation for us to go to somewhere again. When you consider Villarreal coming as well, where they they maybe going to have to come at, uh, at us a little bit. It's going to be a hostile. I, I, I actually don't mind. I'd rather it be that. I'd rather Newcastle get up and really get in our faces and give us something to to, to play against, something to really challenge us. Because I, I just think we again we could just just do with that. And to be honest, I think for fans as well, have a nice, exciting game. The players hopefully having a little bit more space to manoeuvre and whatever. Just actually, before we move on, I just have a look at their team from the weekend. Uh, the Bravkin in goal was Target, Ben, Lascelles, and Kraft as the back four. Willock, Gumarith, Gumarish, uh, and uh, Longstaff as the midfield. St. Maxim and Joe Linton, and, um, and Jacob Murphy as the front three. And in terms of the subs, Matt Ritchie, uh, Miguel Almiron, and Dwight Gale. Ah, oh, Dwight Gale. Um, I mean, in terms of in terms of likelihoods, we should all expect John goals from certainly John Joe Shelby, who only seems to score exclusively against Liverpool in his career these days. Um, and the moment where Dwight Gale comes on and everyone collectively goes, ah, it's him, ah, ah. No, we have the Nam style flashbacks. They're two guaranteed moments from this football match. Yeah, it, it's weird because they're they're in this sort of hybrid phase, aren't they? Newcastle, where they've still got the sort of the remnants of that sort of championship squad. Um, I mean, like I'd be happy if I never seen Dwight Gale kick a football against Liverpool again. Frankly, <laughs> you know, after what happened. Yeah. But um, no, he, he, it's interesting that like you know you have that sort of you know the sort of weird um, cliches and that you know you know former teams and things like that or certain teams you like playing against. But um, my fear, actually, to some extent, is 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 the pace thing. Um, I know phrase said phrases out, but um, I, I remember sort of Bournemouth and sort of you know the sort of legging in behind. We used to get a lot from how like sort of players running in behind us, and um, you know just just I'm, I'm just thinking just in terms of injuries and stuff, just in terms of like I don't want a game where we win but we've spent ninety minutes running the other way. Not yeah. that I think we will, but um, 
you know, just in terms of uh, keeping fit and keeping everybody sort of taking over for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to focus more on what Liverpool are going to be doing for this game. Uh, after the break, we have got a trivia question in the meantime. It was, when was the first time Eddie Howe managed against Liverpool and what was the score? Answer after this. The Craftsman of the Cop, an in-depth documentary looking at one man's passion to get his banners onto the cop. A unique, individual and exclusive documentary available right now on Redmen Plus. Head to theredmentv.com right now to stream the full documentary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much um, for sticking around. The trivia question was uh, before the break. When was the first time Eddie Howe managed against Liverpool and what was the score? I guess on the year? Could, could be. Early 10s, 2011, something, 2012, something like that. I'm going to go later and say 2016. <gasps> right in between. It was the 25th of January, 2014. Any guess on the game? Wasn't that crazy? Four, three, five, four thing was it? No, it was an FA Cup. Did say cup fourth game, round game against Liverpool, of course, because that wouldn't be relevant to the question if it wasn't. Um, <laughs> away from home at Dean Court, Liverpool, Bournemouth nil, Liverpool two. two, two. Yeah, goals for the Reds coming from Victor Moses. Wow, uh-huh. and Daniel Sturridge. Have you got that right? You're a genius. The, the eleven, which I, I, I just, I just love doing this. Um, <laughs> have a guess at the eleven. In goal, Mignolet. No, Mignolet's on the bench. Epic Cup. Mm. Remember? Um, not Bogdan. Not Bogdan. Pre-Bogdan. Uh, Pre-Bogdan. Uh, um, Go on. We told Rain about that point, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Like, to Munich. Um, it would have been a backup goalie then. Good history in the FA Cup for us, not really, but. No, I was going to say Galati. The Australian lad. Brad Jones. Brad yeah, Jones, yeah. That's it. Left back. It's 2013 14. It's one or two. Ali Sissoko. Ali Sissoko. <laughs> yeah. Um, right back. Moses. Nope. I was playing further up the field. I mean, actually saying that, I don't know whether we played three three, in mid, three at the back for this one. But, but no, it's, it's 2014, is it? So we was playing 4 3 3. So right back is currently at Crystal Palace. 
Klein. Oh no, the other one. <laughs> Kelly. Martin Kelly, yeah. Uh, a centre back pairing of Skirtle. Martin Skirtle. Lovren. No. Tony Lager? Nope. Lucas. No. We're clutching now. Colo Torre. Oh, Colo. Oh, How can we forget Colo? Um, a, a better midfield three. A very good midfield three. Captain. Steven. Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Um, current captain. Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. <laughs> um, got a sore back and got we got loads of money for Coutinho. him. Felipe Coutinho. Um, the goal scorer, of course, as mentioned, on the right wing. Moses. And then, yeah, Suarez and Sturridge. Yeah, complete it for Liverpool. What a wild! It's not that long. I mean, I know it's like eight years ago now, but it doesn't. That for me, that's not, not too long ago. That is not a long time ago. Minjolo, Victor Moses in the same side. You, you couldn't write it, could you? Minjolo, Flanagan, Steven Sammer, Luis Alberto, Raheem Sterling, Jordan Ibe, and Iago Aspas were the substitutes. And as we mentioned this during the break. Opposition substitutions, Matt Ritchie came out for Ryan Fraser, the two wow, current Matt Newcastle Ritchie. players um, in that team as well. So there you go. If you've got any of that, you're an absolute, absolute genius. Um, yeah, uh, easy Ollie in the comments here. It's the Colo, 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 Colo. Absolutely, indeed. Um, yeah, um, yeah, great, great stuff indeed. Let's talk about the Reds then and what we're likely to do. Uh, I, when I did the start 11 prediction for Villarreal, I I thought there would be more changes because of this on the horizon and how big a deal Jürgen's made about those early kickoffs and now expressly this one. And I wondered whether he would tailor his team. But I should have known better because the Champions League, the Champions League, he's gone for that in a very big way. And we've seen this in previous games where he'll just see what's left. And now the question remains then, because there's no respite now between now and the end of the season. We've talked about this on the final word. The only gap we've got is between the final league game of the season and the Champions League final, which is a, which is a week apart. It's midweek games for the rest of the season now. How many do you, how how much do you think he'll just ask them to go again, and how much will be? Uh, he's got no choice but to rotate. I think we're looking at three changes possibly. I think I think Matip will come back in. Yeah. I think Cater will play instead of possibly Henderson mm -hmm. because we'll, we'll need to be front foot against them. And it's whether Jota play, plays instead of Diaz for me. That, I, that's realistically what I can see. Thiago's obviously fit. If he's fit enough to play the games he's played, yep. assume he's not. there's no repercussions and he should be in the side because he gives you control of the ball. That's the thing about Thiago. It's an interesting sort of conundrum, John, because we all want to protect him because mm. we love him so deeply with every fibre of our being because he's <laughs> magnificent. But we're worried because there's a world where what if he picks up another injury, etc., etc. However, he has played significantly less minutes than Fabinho and then and Henderson and he's in a similar bracket him and Cater actually in similar sort of brackets now that's the thing where we're balancing here where Henderson's availability and Fabinho's availability has been excellent this season but as a result we've played them loads You've, we've got to counterbalance this where Thiago probably can go because we normally just ask the lads to go and go and go and go and it tends to be fine but I don't know for me it makes me feel really uncomfortable the idea of Thiago playing again and again and again and again because I just don't want to enter that world where you've got all of a sudden you've got Villarreal and then you've got got an FA Cup final looming and, and, and where what if what if we do something bad to him it's the stuff that keeps me awake at night so yeah I, I, I he probably will just be fine to go again 
but we might have to might have to manage him. Yeah, it's it's a bit churning this car, isn't it? It's like we're all sort of you, you don't really know necessarily how Newcastle are going to show up, but also we don't know what Villarreal are going to be like because if if Villarreal are just going to do what they did sort of yesterday, you know, we can just he can afford to play Thiago again because he's just going to be you know be able to pass the ball around for ninety yeah. minutes. So, um, I, I don't know if he'll maybe look to go a bit more. As, as Steve said, sort of keep keep it the way it is, and then maybe look to sort of make changes on sixty. Um, he seems to be getting in the habit, um, having not done it for most of his sort of time at Liverpool. Uh, yeah, kind of of making sort of wholesale changes on sixty lately, because um, he's now got the options from the bench. Yeah. Um, I think for me, sort of the real conundrum is sort of how we're going to set up up front. Um, in terms of, I don't think Diaz will play. I think he'll be kept back for Villarreal as like a, a break glass, you know, run at them and stuff. Um, but. Whether he, you know, he goes with like a, a Jota, or whether he maybe you know throws a kind of ball in with like an Origi, and we, we play a bit more into him as a nine. Um, but by and large, I think you know, and by then you could sacrifice maybe someone in midfield to keep Thiago on the bench. There's the just in terms of Liverpool fitness and availability. So at the moment, still no word on Firmino, Curtis Jones, or Shimikas. The, the the last two were, were a recent. Players to go down. They both listed as having viruses, which you know, um, it's the world. Um, Bobby Firmino is uh, uh, this quote from the 26th of April. Uh, I don't think he's ready yet. He's running outside, but I'm not sure. Maybe someone will surprise me afterwards and tell me yes, Bobby is in, but I don't think so. So that's clock from the week. Um, so Firmino is like we just don't know with with Jones and Simicast. And like why I kind of point this out is particularly over Curtis Jones, where I, this is a game where he would probably come in. I think, mm. but I think we're seeing. And it's kind of the point that we've kind of been skating around. We've got this massive talent pool to pick from, but what we're starting to see now is that being whittled down. And it's being whittled down to the sort of squad size we normally work with at this point of the season. And you're seeing Harvey Elliott's not really in contention. You're seeing, you know, Taki Minamino's not really in contention. Oxley Chamberlain's not in, not in contention. And he's and other issues, other times he's getting a few minutes here and there so he's keeping Gomez ticked along because he wants to keep Trent protected but Trent's not being rotated out of, out of the side at this point it's what we do now and whether we do have to ask them to go again because the alternatives because the minute we're picking from four midfielders pretty much for three mm. and Milner will come on for the final minutes to show games up sure and Naby's in rotation with the other three lads but if you've got no Curtis Jones and you want to freshen it up, that means you're looking at Milner, you're looking at Harvey Elliott, or you're looking at Oxley chamberlain And I don't know, every, any one of them is absolutely fine to play against Newcastle, but Milner's probably the one who's readiest because he's played footy, but it'd be a bit mad to see Ox just dropped in at this point, yeah, or Harvey a bit mad to see him dropped in. But they should be capable. But I, I, I wouldn't put myself out on a limb and say no. these will come in for this game. And it's uh, you're in the moment, so stay in the moment scenario, isn't it? These guys who, who played against Villarreal and played against Everton and, and so on and so forth are sort of battle ready and, and and in the right place in their own mind. You know, you, you look at the likes of Oxley Chamberlain, who will be disappointed about not featuring. What mentality does he give you when he comes into the game? What we've got at the moment is guys who are in this rich vein of form, dominating teams, stopping teams from playing. You know, stuffing Villarreal out, out completely um, in, in in that game. Do you change it? Do you make lock stock changes to something and, and and risk upsetting the mentality of the side? I'm not sure you do. I think you get to a stage now where you're looking at Curtis Jones and you're thinking, no problem with Curtis. You're right. If this was third game of the season, it'd be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But um, is he is he a sort of a, 
a go-to in case of an injury scenario? I think he, uh, to, for, for my two, two pence worth on that, I think if he's fit and available, I think he's very much in contention because I think he's the other one. I think we've seen him, but certainly, he's certainly above Ox and Elliot at the moment. Yeah. John, so I wouldn't, he would have been a perfectly reasonable solution, but that's kind of what I'm driving at. Mm-hmm. If he's not, I don't know whether we will just throw the, one of the alternatives in there. We'd be fine if we do. This is not a disaster situation in any way, shape, or form. But that's that's again, it's as much it's an unknown as much as anything else. It is, and it, it's it's because we're playing slightly on a different playing field. Like we sort of talked around, like Newcastle's season not not being over, but they haven't really got much left to play for in terms of maybe climbing the league a few a few more places. But um, whereas we've we're looking ahead, you know, in terms of as you say, sort of two games a week for the next month. So. Um, it, it might be an opportunity for the manager to do something a bit mad, potentially with the sort of mindset of, you know, I might need, you know, if if we do get to a Champions League final, I might need Chamberlain because we might play 120 minutes. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to just drop him in. You know what I mean? So so get him. I start getting the minutes now. You know, um, he, he, I thought it was interesting actually that he, he mentioned sort of midweek. Um, I think it was after the derby. You know, he said like I can't give everybody minutes, and it's a shame because I think he was talking about Divock. And he said, but you know, these lads are great in training, and you know, and every day and I have to tell them you know you're not going to be sometimes even in the squad let alone on the bench yeah um because of just I've got that many good players so um it'd be interesting I think Curtis Curtis weirdly has become the sort of Wijnaldum replacement figure almost I think as he's become the sort of lad who even though he's, he's his clear inclination is to run towards goal and sort of try and do something and be involved Jürgen's almost asked him to do a bit more of that sort of hard running that Wijnaldum was doing for us and um you know sort of put himself about and knit things together so uh, he might throw a curveball in, but I I just wonder, like I say, whether he's just thinking he, he's thinking on a level of I'm not just managing this game. I've got to, even though he always says it's a game at a time, I've got to think in terms of the next two weeks. Yeah, I think I think we've re- we've reached the situation where midfield we've had the six we've got six options, and it's just whether we whether we persist with the like like he's made that choice for a reason. Or does he or do or do those other lads just drop in to replace the do we wrote we freshen the six up with the one small side? And that makes sense because what's the point of having the, the squad? But we've also seen plenty of times where we get to the business end of the season. And we saw this last year in particular, he just doubled down on the lads that he knew he could absolutely trust here and then. But I do I do think the point's a valid one of someone like Ox and particularly someone like Harvey Elliott as well, where it'd be nice to see them play because we might need them. And I wouldn't want to face a situation where we get to an FA Cup final. We get to the FA Cup final, and you've got a bit of an injury crisis, and you're playing, you're playing a massive game of footy, and you drop lads who are, who are being dropped in cold. Um, Steve, just in terms of the the substitutes from the mid from midweek, it's often quite instructive, I think, for what Klopp's thinking is for the games ahead. I know what we saw there, just going through it from the, the from the, the order they were placed on the bench, not the chronological order, which I could do, but I can't be asked. Uh, Joe Gomez <laughs> coming on for the final 10 minutes for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Naby Keita comes on on 72 for Jordan Henderson. Divock Origi comes on, similar, 73 for Sadio Mane and Divock's on for the last 10 uh, for Luis Diaz. Does that tell you anything about who you think will start or is more likely to start in this? Kind of reinforces what I'd said before with the three possible changes. I do think the most likely one is Diaz comes out and becomes an option on the bench to go to if we need the direct running if things don't go well. Um, we've got to give Jota game time. He's scored 21 goals this season and, and because Diaz has done so well, there's almost been a tendency to forget about him yeah. and we shouldn't because he's quality. Yeah. 
Um, and he'll be itching to play. And you made the point before, if we get a couple of injuries, we've got FA Cups and all that stuff coming up, finals and what have you, we do need to, to get players involved. I think potentially if we get a goal away at Villarreal, that's the time to introduce someone like Oxlade-Chamberlain, just to give him a, a you know, pick up the ball and run at them and ask them questions. They can't hurt you if they don't have the ball type scenario. So I think it's really critical because we're playing first and we can exert loads of pressure on City and, and ask questions of them that, that we go there with a team that 100% is dialed into what the objective is. And, and there's a danger if you if you made two changes, for instance, and you put Curtis in there and you put Ox in there. Curtis, as you both quite rightly pointed out, is, is as this season has come on in leaps and bounds and has been asked a lot more of him. I don't know where Oxlade-Chamberlain's head's at at the moment. I don't think anybody does. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, he's one that we've talked about what happens in the summer with him because he's a good player and he needs to play. If you play this game at any other point of the season against Newcastle, I think Curtis, Ox and probably Divock start this game mm. because you're better than Newcastle. You're miles better than Newcastle. But I just I, I, I just think we're at that point now where we're not going to we're just not taking any chances, and I wonder whether he will just go. We'll we'll see far fewer changes than we probably need to make. And it, my only, I guess, concern is if the Villarreal game was at Anfield, coming second leg, and we were carrying a two-nil lead in, similar to the sort of Benfica Benfica situation, you might see a, a much more rotated team next week. But again, he's not going to fuck around. At Villarreal, because of the because of the environment, because of the circumstances, and because you're one game away from the final, so it is a, it's a he's walking a little bit of a tightrope in terms of selection here. I would be more encouraged, I guess, because I'm the kind of person who worries about the bigger picture, not the small you know, minutiae of stuff. But yeah, from what we've seen the last couple of weeks, and you kind of you're kind of alluding to it, it might just it might just be a pool from 15 players, 16 players, and they all just play every game until they can't it could be and like I say I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past him to do something mad though as well because he's very you know it, it was always for me like really telling when we had the thing with like Lalana um, when he was still at the club and he'd sort of say you know he's brilliant in training he's brilliant in training and he'd, he'd be forever out with knocks and stuff but then you would just drop him into a game and he'd be really good um, and I wonder whether the manager has that sort of inclination to sort of think well you know this this is a game where I can do that Um it really depends, I guess, sort of like on you know the availability for Newcastle in terms of you know the missing some players and for me, like I say, like forever you think of Ryan Fraser, he's one I'd be looking at and thinking he he can do us you know damage and he's out, so you don't have to necessarily prepare for that circumstance. Then in that case, um, I, I think it's a game that as well as um, maybe Jones, you probably would have seen Simakas in as well. If you know, you might still do if he if he's back fit. Mm -hmm. um, Robbo's obviously been in a great vein of form, but I just think we might start looking to attack the game that way in terms of putting crosses into the box and sort of trying to pin them back, you know, on the flanks as much as through the middle. And then you can afford to maybe, you know, change the system a bit, maybe go a bit more 4-2-3-1 rather than 4-3-3. But um, at this stage, as you say, I think it's one of those things, isn't it? It's just like we're not really going to be on the training pitch, obviously because of the you know, availability and yeah. time and stuff. So it's just about playing the games and ticking them off. And the good thing about Everton last week... Is that we've seen that the break glass option of the go four two three one last day back on there, and there is a nice little you know uh, similar story brewing here as well, where it's Newcastle again coming in on a running of a season, where it's on a knife edge, and we need to make sure we get things over the line. I'm glad that we've done that and and it's worked because we've got that option there to go to. Hopefully Newcastle won't offer that kind of test. Hopefully, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to say. I mean, they've got Dan Byrne at the back. I wouldn't necessarily be chucking loads of balls in for <laughs> looking for no. looking for headers, like you know what I mean, because he's four hundred feet tall. Um, <laughs> Equally, wouldn't put it past Jota. Well, that, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like crossing in, crossing in at waist height and say, yeah, deal, deal with that. Uh, as Jota, yeah, like fresh salmon out of water gets up and, uh, and knocks it in. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm reasonably encouraged by everything we've done there. We'll, we'll pick our 11s in a moment. We're going to take one more short break. We've got a live event coming up at the end of the season. The, it's sold out. However, however, um, we have got one final batch of tickets. We've managed to negotiate a final 50. Now, we, we're offering them up to our subscribers on Redmen Plus first and foremost. Obviously, if you're listening to this, for free on podcast and video form there's a chance that it might be gone by that point but yeah uh, we've got an event coming up at Hotel Anfield doors at 6pm it is the eve before the final league game of the season uh, the tickets have flown like I, I'm astounded how, they, how, they, how they've flown because I stress about these things because I, I, I even though look, like there's hundreds of people watching this now and we've got thousands of subscribers and all that kind of stuff I, I, I still think what if, what if people don't actually like us? What if it's all bots watching this or whatever? But no, the tickets have flown. We've got one final little batch. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes on it. I, I've got to be, you just go to Skiddle, um, S-K-I-D-D-L-E.com. And if you search for Redmen, you'll see if it's us and, us and the Ragamuffins. Massive party, end of the season. And uh, yeah, it is an over-18s um, event because it, there's bevies and all that kind of stuff. Like, But yeah, it's going on till the wee hours of the morning. So it's the Ragamuffins kicking it off. Then it's us. Then the Ragamuffins are coming on for a massive of setting and there's a DJ on after that to, to while away uh, the hours into the early hours of the morning and then you can go rock up to Anfield the next day with sore heads but but happy filled up to the brim with happiness um, I'm really excited like, really really excited this is going to be an absolute belter and all of our uh, big red men contributors have you had the invite for, yeah. by the way yeah. just double check because it was a really <laughs> awkward moment there uh, yeah so yeah but all of our biggest contributors are going to be there on the night as well so if you want to catch up with the people involved with red men in person have a bevy dance to some boss Liverpool tunes from the Ragamuffins then um, those of you who've got your tickets definitely can uh, and there might be a chance for a few more of you to do that if you act very quickly on that indeed um, right let's do our 11s and then have a little look at the fixtures for the weekend Steve what are you, you, who are you putting out on the field it's Ali, Ali's in goal of course Trent yep Massive yep Van Dyke. really interesting point if Simakas is fit possibly but I think it'll be Robbo because viral things we just don't know do you and yeah. you're sapped of energy and stuff with viruses aren't you yep. uh, in the midfield Cater, Hendo and Fabino for me, um, purely because I, I'm a big fan of what Cater offers, asking questions of the opposition, and, and we need a, I think we need a progressive midfield. Mm-hmm. And up front will be Salah on the right, Marley in the centre, and Jota on the left for me. Ooh. Any changes for you, John? No, completely agree. Um, if Simic is fit, I'd have him in. Um, I think there's a case for Rigi, but I think, as we know, he's obviously much better from the bench, so I think I'd obviously start Jota. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can see that to be perfectly honest. I, it's a shame about Bobby. If Bobby was available, I think he'd, he'd only be making the bench for this anyway. But I wouldn't mind getting Bobby back on the the field. He's just been so unlucky, with, so unlucky with injuries this year. But I like that. I like that idea of the midfield. I wouldn't be opposed to Hendo, Hendo Jones, Cater, maybe just to freshen it up. But I just, from what I've seen. I just Jürgen Klopp is just very keen at the moment to be like no hint of encouragement for any opponents yeah. whatsoever. If I have to make changes, I'll just make them during the game, and I'll, that's how we'll, that's how we'll rotate. So yeah, it wouldn't. I think I think 
it's very it's going to be very close to that team if it's not exactly that that team spot on. Uh, let's have a look at the weekend fixtures. Then we know there's one that we're going to keep an eye on, but we're obviously recording this on Thursday. Uh, United Chelsea is apparently playing play tonight. I did not know that. There you go. Um, be nice for race for Europa League. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can Chelsea continue their implosion in the league? That'll be an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, looking ahead to the weekend. Obviously, we know Liverpool Newcastle at St James's is the twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday. Uh, the other Saturdays, Watford Burnley. I mean, wow. That's uh, who's gonna. That's got. If Everton are going to survive, that's that's got draw cutting each other's throats written all over it. That hasn't it. That's got Burnley win written all over it, mate. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm reaching that point with the Ev where I've said this. I don't, I'm not like, I'm not rabidly desperate to see them go down. More because I've got Evertonian mates, but also it's the collectivism of Evertonians I'm not keen on. And the derby reminded me of that. So I, I, I've got this feeling they will, they will stay up. But I mean, just looking ahead, Sunday two o'clock, they've got Chelsea, John. Like mm. as far as the relegation stuff goes. Everton badly need again Watford and Burnley to to do each other in here um, because there's no way they're getting anything good or something from Chelsea. No, and you know it, that this run that they've got now. I know they keep making a big thing about the home games. It, I don't even think it's about that. It's about who they're going to play. But um, Burnley, Burnley are weird in that they've they've actually started playing a bit more football as well and, and look better for it. Um, and Watford have also got obviously the people up front who can hurt you, but. I just think you just get the vibe, don't you? I mean, that, that's almost the six points of that game, isn't it? In terms of the swing both ways. Watford um, can't play at home as well for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, their home form is absolutely fucking atrocious. So, you know, barely, barely have got as good a chance of anything of, of putting a nail in Everton's coffin there. It's ter- it's terrifying viewing for the, for the Blues, but quite amusing viewing for us, to be fair. Um, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Villa, host Norwich, Wolves, host Brighton, uh, and Leeds City, the Saturday five thirty kickoff stay. That's the one where you want to have our points all tucked up by hook or by crook, and then not pay attention to that game of football until you get the WhatsApp messages saying there's five minutes to go and some sort of draw or defeat for City is on the cards. Yeah, you're gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, 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 I want to see what. Leeds do. I, I've long said if you're brave against City, you get opportunities. Um, if you leave your wide men high, you only have to look at the Champions League final. Chelsea got it tactically spot on. Guardiola not picking a six did contribute, but if, you, if you're brave against them, they give you opportunities. Real Madrid were brave at 2-0 down. They could have been 5-0 down, but they were brave and they got the rewards. Um, this is one of the games, one of the games, one of the very few games that will test Manchester City because Leeds are just going to go for it. So... Um, I might watch it. I might. I might do what you do. I like the idea of that you, you keep looking at Twitter. Oh, it's happening, and then you jump on and you revel in the last ten minutes. It's just an alarm system I've effectively got. Where we've got like a we've got a, a WhatsApp, well, a number of WhatsApp groups, but the. People can kind of do the due diligence on this game for me, John. You know, there's people who are just who are definitely going to watch it, and there's no way. I've had this for a few seasons now where. I'll try my best to switch off to it because it is the path to madness. Mm. Watching City hoping that they're going to do something shit. Leeds are not Real Madrid. So there's no, there's not even like a, for me, there's not necessarily like a, well, I'm going to at least get to see some really good footballers play here. That being said, City tends to drop points when we least expect it. So if we all just downplay, Leeds are rubbish. They're getting sucked into a relegation fight. Yeah, They've got right. no chance 
there'll be no atmosphere in that game whatsoever. They haven't got a striker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're on the beach, they don't care. Yeah, 100%. And then... Ted Lasso's in charge. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And wait for the WhatsApp groups. And if the WhatsApp groups <laughs> kick off, then like reading the tea leaves, we'll know that something might be on. Uh, I'm really hoping, as much as anything, there's the whole obviously point side of it, but I'm just really hoping Leeds like them because I just think, yes. I, I think City's problem, and again, we sort of touched on it on the final word, is that I just think they've got 14 players at the minute and the, the more people are tired and are picking up like strains and are absent for two or three games, that's where you're going to get those margins in terms of them dropping points. This stuff. is that game where... Kev De Bruyne is off on 60 minutes because he's felt something yeah. because he's had a big week and he's having to try and win this game single-handedly on his own I mean to the point about both, both these teams we said this about Newcastle as well the, the, there's a chance both of these teams go and have a good go at Liverpool and, and City and, and they'll be watching the same watching our game hoping for that but that's why I mean like, about professionalism I don't really care how Liverpool win this one. And I say we're in the stage of the season where what's the most psychologically damaging to Man City win that Liverpool can have? And is it, it's either for me a 2 0 or 3 0 where you get a goal in either half and maybe you get the third in the last minutes just to kind of see it off, or you win with a 94th minute. Um, Divock Origi off the bench yeah where, you, where they've got the whatsapps and they're all there looking at all on the phones getting ready for their game and it's like oh my god it's going to happen it's going to happen ah oh, fuck yeah. um, either of them I'll take as much as I'm, I can't believe I'm offering that up of myself to put myself through another nightmare at St James's Park with, with all that but at this point you know, it's it's my small pound of flesh that I can offer towards the greater, the greater whole on this one. Mm. Um, right, uh, we had a couple of super chats that have come in while we've been chatting away. I don't actually understand it. I hopefully, uh, Keith Riley's joined as a first team member here on, on YouTube. Thank you so much, Keith. Um, and Lachille says, "Oh, here we go. Bright sound. I, I get it now because you've, you've reminded me that of the Leeds manager." Jesse wins. I will eat hot dogs and tater tots forever. There we go. Sound okay? Cool. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was like, who's Jesse? It's like, is this a, is this a Toy Story reference? Um, no, it's a um, it's, yeah, it's a reference to Jesse Marsh. There we go. Uh, yeah, I think we all will. We'll have a hot if 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 Leeds United if Liverpool win and Leeds United win, then we'll let's have a hot we'll have a hot dog eating contest live on Red Men's TikTok or something. I don't know. Um, right. Let's have some. Um, Score predictions, John? Uh, 3 0. Stay? 2 0. I think Liverpool are going to win 2 1. I think Newcastle will do a bit of something and then it'll be on us to pour it on and go and get the results that we need. Because I, I just think from now on, I, th I think everything's going to be hard. Not, I, hope, I think it'll be super, super hard. And I'm not saying that's the 94th minute Divock Origi moment, but. There's a lot of there's a lot in the legs at the moment, and I I can't bring myself to be like right, I'll be will be five nil. It might be, it could be. I think We're if more we than put, apply the same press as we did against Villarreal, it's whether we it's whether we've got the energy levels to do it. And if we can do it, if we can do it and get them blown away early doors, then that could, this could easily be That'd that be the plan, wouldn't it? But I but it'd be, it's going to be an interesting one. And I'm at that point in the season where I just don't care. I just want to win, so I'm I'm going to keep my. Doesn't have any impact on the result, by the way. We should know this by now. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my powder dry on this. Um, loads more to come from us. There, yeah, Jurgen Klopp's press conferences. 
are now available for free on our YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts from as well. Loads more extra stuff. You'll have seen the breaking news this morning. Chris did a YouTube video as well on that. Uh, Liverpool to enter contract negotiations with Jürgen Klopp looking to extend. Neil Jones, our Geno expert from Goal, is live in the studio at 2pm Thursday. Uh, you can get that live if you join Redmen Plus now. If you are on YouTube at this very moment, there's a QR code. You can just scan that and that will take you straight through uh, to the sign up. Cut out all the mess around. No link clicking, no finding that. The link is in underneath or you can type redmenplus.com in and your browser or whatever if you want to. But yeah, that is there. Me and Neil get lifting the link, getting the insight on Jürgen Klopp's contract negotiations. Uh, after the fact, you can get that in video and in podcast form. If I can get all of our extra studio content on Redmen Plus in your native podcasting app as well. So if you want us on the go and save your data, you can do just that. Right. Wow. I'm really excited and also really nervous. Um, thanks, gents. That was an absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it will be me and Chris Pajak for the watch along uh, as well on the weekend. So make sure you tune in for that good stuff. And yeah, up the uh, quadruple chasing reds. Ta-da.